0: This week
1: on Ace on the House,
0: we're all relatively good-looking, able-bodied white guys. Yeah. Let's get a band going where we talk about being strong, being white, and being empowered <laughs> and being a dude. Yeah. You know, uh, don't let the sack hold you back. Yeah. That'll be it. the name. Of, that'll Tuck be our sack back. Tuck yeah. the sack. Don't let the sack hold you back. Just because we're white dudes on, doesn't mean we can't achieve. And we try yeah. to tell all the other white dudes in their middle ages yeah. over there that they can do whatever they want, whatever. And if someone tries to tell them no, they don't listen. You know man. what? You're you're, you're winners. You know that you're winners, everyone's people. <laughs> a winner. And don't let your old lady slow you down. No. And don't let the man. No, oh, man, not going to keep me down. Don't let the woman yeah. <laughs> or the black man tell you you can't because you can. Check out an all new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday or visit aceonthehouse.com, only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Oh, you're listening. Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome, podcasters. First part of our show, which we're doing a little jazz history, Um, and today we're going to do something kind of dates back a while from the review of Hot Chocolates. It's called 1929. So this is where jazz was beginning to pick up the Broadway reviews um, and beginning to use them. And let's see, Fats Waller. Wow, that's a big name in jazz. Um, that's very important. He was a very important beginning um, person in really um, advertising jazz. Okay, now the second one will be "Thou Swell from Connecticut Yankee, and that's also in the 20s, 1927. But that's words by Lorenz Hart and Richard Rogers. Okay. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Okay, welcome podcasters. Here we are today. Kind of in the phase of our talking together is um what I'm calling the age of sages. Interesting time, and almost like prehistory, pre um uh social history. Um around um around the Bronze Age. Anyway, starting right at the end of the Bronze Age, some very important people came and the world interested in, in what humanity is about, and what's the purpose and life of it, and that begun. And Buddha was one of them, and Los um, Tals was one of them in China. Uh, so three or four important people began to question: What is humanity, and what's what's the best possibility for us while we're on this earth? Okay, so that's the era we're in. Um, then we went. A little later into Judaism, a little bit about the Torah. We did that a little bit last week, and i coming back. I'll be coming back. I just did a head, some headlines for it, and today we're going to do um, an important sage at that time, uh, a wisdom master, and Jesus Christ, the Jew, um, where history has begun, recorded history in the West. Has begun. Very extraordinary, God. Okay, so the the idea behind everything is that the, um, uh, deep within our human spirit, and Jesus is really of the spirit of the spirit group, wisdom and spirit group, is a new vision of why we are here and what we may become. Perhaps this is the only time that we have this unprecedented access. To all this spiritual tradition material as well as a century of Western psychology, so we have a lot of information, a lot of things, and we 're going to try to put some of it together um, actually uh, and from the point of view of our two natures coming together okay so that's that 's a little introduction of this. This this um, um, time we're in uh, the podcast time, but today for today, particularly the you know, the beginning works of Jesus. Now, Jesus was a Jew, and he was as Jewish as Jew should be. That he was. Um,
1: did he have a Did he have a Jew fro? Did
0: he have a what? A Jew fro? What's a Jew fro?
1: That's what you have. Like the curly hair, the, Jew, the oh. Jewish fro, the afro. Oh. I
0: say yes. Uh, yes. Uh, anyway, um, pictures all show uh, kind of long hair, which was— uh, Yeah, he
1: looks more like a surf guy than a—right, than a, doesn't
0: he? I you know mean, mean that, that's the image they bring down Anyway, No, these people didn't see him, of course. <laughs> so the policies of this old world order was pessimistic. Politics was tremendously pessimistic. People were like— some kind of animal, that they had to be trained, that had to come on the leadership of the aristocratic world, um, they had to fight the wars, and there really wasn't much particularly to the lower classes uh, at that time. So Jesus brought kind of a new world order. The old world order was really difficult, particularly in this Bronze Age, Bronze Age and the early Stone Age, and uh, Uh, It was a hard world to live in. Life expectancy was very low and uh, very difficult. What, like,
1: percentage of the population was, you know, more or less chattel?
0: Uh, Probably a lot, huh? Yeah, most of it, yeah. Wow. It was just the aristocratic world that ran the world, the landowners and so on. Everything else was pretty much slave labor and uh, struggling people just to survive. Uh, Jesus talked about something about the kingdom of God. He was talking about an utterly different way of relating with one another. Now, he's one of the first to say that. Now, let me take that back. Um, uh, Prior to that, the millennium before that, when uh, the age of sages begun, um, Buddha also uh, addressed this issue. And and in China, um, Confucius, But they're also having a hard time in China, too. Those dynasties were warring. It's like the whole whole civilizations of the world were basically warring, taking time in between. And remember, it's mostly all tribal now. There's no no big countries or worlds. Until the Roman Empire, which is still quite a ways off yet. Uh, So warring tribes raiding into each other, stealing things. Uh, constantly, all protections and finding defenseless ways of trying to hold off our neighbor. Very difficult time. Anyway, Jesus came into this with this this idea about um, how we le- relate to one another. Well, the relationships of one another were certainly at very low ebbs. The aristocrats didn't even have to, and the landowners didn't even have to uh, uh, communicate with them. They these are the, with the lower groups, um, so it was it was um, it was it was a time when communication and particularly relationships were um, Jesus called that into play, that he pointed that out. Now everything in the old world order has to be a made anew. He said, he didn't say that we have to begin to just. Um, make a few changes here and there no he said a whole new order a new birth this is though um, civilization would have to start over again It really it was that strong of a message and buddha's was that as well
1: Was jesus kind of a, a militant about it though like oh. he was he was he was serious serious dude
0: yeah oh yeah he was a, he was very serious Um, But there was no
1: holdover. There was no – it's like, nah everything. Yeah.
0: Eventually everything. But he also knew the state and the state of consciousness of humanity too. And he knew it would be a a difficult time. Um, So everything must be made anew. The way we talk to each other, relationships, marriage, um, the bosses to the workers, the aristocrats, of the colonies, to the people. All that had to change. There was nothing, nothing to, was to stay in there as long as it was, was done with the victim from the higher to the lower. The higher was the victim. I uh, was um, uh, one sp- suppressing, and the lower was, of course, the working people who worked the farms at that time. So Jesus kind of was ending, proclaiming the end of the world as humankind knows it. The end of that. So
1: revolution.
0: Yeah, it was really – but not not a violent re- revolution as some of the others have. Um,
1: yeah, the well, word revolution always kind of dictates violence a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's communism and all these larger fascism and all that. Anything that came in, you know, usually had to overthrow the old. But he wasn't going to do it in a violent way. Um, he was going to try to pe- – because his – his politics was optimistic. He's one of the first. His politics was optimistic, not pessimistic. He believed that humanity has a possibility of doing it. So he was going to appeal not in a, a way of um, aggression. He was kind of a Gandhi of that time.
1: That's what I was going to say, like a Martin Luther King.
0: Yeah. In fact, they, they, they got modeled a, him. He modeled him, right. Um. And the end of our own personality as constructs the world. Now, we are constructs of the world. What the world's about, what reality's about, is that even that would have to come to an end. Utter subverting of the old world. Utter, utter subverting the old world, unless you are willing to let go of of your self-centered life, the ego. We would call that today. Uh, um, you can't accept a new order. It was almost as though it was almost all or everything. It had to start that way with the disciples that he had. Um, but it was going to, this undertaking, this transformation was going to be a very big thing. The ego by its nature is conservative. It strides for, to conserve everything, to maintain the status quo. So he's coming up against what we call ego today, against a status quo not willing to budge. And not wanting to leave their comfort zone. Whatever comfort they did have, not wanting to leave it. But he also said that spirituality is always about letting go. Very different than some of the big changes of things in politics of that time and after that. Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, all the great religions at the higher level always say the same thing. You must let go. So that's one idea that's in all of them. It's a very important idea. You've got to learn to let go. Let go of, um, um, of all the things that that's making your your world, uh, putting you in the prison of your world. Um, Letting go and Buddha really spoke to that too. That's part of what the meditation is about is um uh, and letting go and then if after that as the spirituality is to do with um being prepared. About being prepared being, to let go. Being well to let go the gradual letting go and then being ready.
1: To if, accept something
0: higher. Right. Right, exactly. Accept the higher you have to uh, let go. Okay. But the barriers, of course, were tremendous. Tremendous barriers. The whole worldview of that day was not like that at all. So the barriers blocking the way. The inner wall of unconscious and um, conscious unconscious defenses. People didn't think much of themselves, particularly the lower group. Um, they didn't think of themselves, they thought of themselves more of slaves. And, um, so that was really strong in them. How could they ever live up to the vision of what Jesus and Buddha might uh, say they're about? It's hard for people to accept someone saying they know what's better for them. There's a lot of resentment. We don't want to hear that. We want to do it our way. Uh, tremendous uh, intellectual gamesmanship, later took over translations of scriptures and Bibles and Upanishads. Um people said, no, that's not true. That's not no. They came from very little knowledge and they they used what I call intellectual gainsmanship, not to do the work that they had to to do.
1: Well I guess it, it would be like what status you were at that time if you were going to give it up or not. But yeah. it's funny like you say most were child or slaves you would think they would run to something you know higher but it's funny because when you look at like poverty begets poverty you know so even in today's society if you look at it or look at just if i look at myself you know i see a parallel to what i inherited like a lot of it's unconscious and you're not even awake enough to see that You're on Pete and repeat.
0: Yeah, so that's a
1: big, big deal. What he's talking about and the preparation, like even in today, for now, you know, you could see that it does take a lot of work. Yeah, especially to to deny the status quo, or especially if you're comfortable. If you're comfortable, it's a hard way to move, Mm -hmm. or if you're content at a major level, but. I haven't been, and so it's much easier to do an introspection when you're at a, a crossroads. Mm. That's for sure.
0: Okay, good, good thoughts, Ray. Uh,
1: and Jesus is definitely in my crossroads. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jim, you know what? else we'd like to do? We'd like to um, thank all the contributors that have been helping us out with PayPal. Yeah, yeah we're we're very grateful and. Um, Keep it coming if you can, and if you can't, understood, but rather the latter, meaning keep it coming. Mm. We appreciate it very much. And also, you know what? Speaking of PayPal, we'll, we'll um, mention Amazon in the same breath. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla, and this is a plea because business is business, and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. The Go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea, and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks.
0: Okay, so we're, we're kind of taking the road and trying to understand this wisdom teacher um, appealing to the Jews. It's, it's the only culture he appeared, appealed to. He was a Jew in every way, and he knew... The scriptures and he went to the temples and so on. So two key words enable us to glimpse what was most important to Jesus. I mean, one I boiled it down to is this was central to Jesus. Spirit and compassion. To be moved to compassion is an important quality of higher consciousness. Life centered in compassion. That's that's as big. I would say that would be his his most important thing that he brought. Uh, spirit. I'll say something in a moment about that. But compassion, which would be, um, really, um, uh, feel another person deeply, feel the feelings of somebody else in a visceral way, not a... Surface way, really feel what they're going through and they're suffering um, feeling the suffering and the, and the and the different um, moves that that would have to be made to alleviate the suffering he He was later for service and how that's what he did he went amongst the people and healed and did all kinds of things and spoke to them. So this is a radical message, not just spiritual, but political. Saying, in essence, we need to love our neighbor, not just... It's because that's the way we're going to survive also. You see what I mean? We're always warring all the time. Now, we have to realize realize that other person and that they're also trying to live and make a life. Uh, so politically, He's very optimistic about that possibility. So this developing of compassion really becomes, and that's what he, he speaks about in many different ways and parables and so on. Now, as a Jew, he, he's born into a world where there's a powerful purity system. Well, they have rules and regulations about everything. Eating, sexuality, um, ways of being together, um, all kinds of purity, uh, systemic possible purity. Uh, so purity was dependent on actions one had to take. and also, But it was also uh, it w- it was worked um, with boundaries and males and females and other cultures. In other words, if you were a Gentile, You shouldn't mix with the Gentile. So when Christ heard this idea of purity, um, he began to attack it a little bit. Um, um, It was already in place before Jesus got there, so he 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 kind of adopted it, you know, by being a Jew. But he also spoke up against it, and that was also part of the end he was going to, because he attacked the. Jesus deliberately replaces the core. Here's an important point. He, he deliberately replaced the core of the uh, purity sy- systemic system with passion. That's the big one.
1: With compassion?
0: Compassion, yeah. If you want something important about Jesus, that would be one of the biggest one of all. The core value of purity was he wanted to make it compassion. Not particularly holiness, compassion, where you really felt for the other person. He demonstrated that that true purity was not something external, but real purity came inside. But remember the Jews had all these laws and codes.
1: Yeah, which is mostly external.
0: Yeah, you have your behavior, you had to perform in that kind of way. But true purity is a transformation of a hard heart to a soft heart. In other words, he said compassion and opening up the heart was the real purity. What a thing to say at a time when nobody believed that at all.
1: uh, That's still quite a thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big one.
0: That's a very big one, yes.
1: It's amazing. I don't know you know, what it was like to be around them. But now if you go to current time, look at all the fucking distractions out there away from this. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, say that one line you just said, you know, it's compassion, hard heart, soft heart. Huge. Mm -hmm. And then look at everything that's out there that occupies you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, something to behold.
0: So what a radical idea. Of course, the Jews had trouble with that. And um, so who was he to say that and and so on. But he he kind of fought for that. And he he stuck know. to his guns. Yeah. And his, <laughs> his life was in peril. And he had to leave town a lot of times and attempts of stoning and so on. He was a real radical wisdom teacher. And he became a threat to... Um, Particularly of the hierarchy of the Jews. Um, that key point in our life. We take. Let's just take our life in this modern day. So many years later, Jesus is very misunderstood. Uh, all the por- all the portraits we mostly have painted him since then um, It was very hard to get right about this part of him. Um, it was written biblically down and and so on. Um, But this one, conventional wisdom made him into something else. Um, It's very hard and people have spent a lifetime, scholars and theologians, trying to uh, depict his message the best way we can. But I think for us, that idea of replacing the purity system with the compassion is the one important to us. It's like an example he did something like this. Could you picture walk he walked into a Ku Klux Klan meeting who had a black man they're about to string up and he says, wait a minute And they look up and see this guy, wait a minute. Um this this is not the way to handle it. Um You have to begin to feel for that man, you see, tied on the ground and crying and everything. Look how far out that is. Think of that for a moment. About to to string up a black um, and somebody walking in and saying, you should feel compassion for what he's suffering right now. Look at the rebel. Look what happened in that meeting. I mean, they either would try to string him up with them, um, but they sure rebel against it. And that's where Jesus actually ran for his life and circumstances of having to get out of town. Um, he, in- he addressed the inner integrity of our being, the inner integrity of each person, and that the, pure, that the purity system. Uh, right in the middle of the world, of the, ju- of the Jewish world, just like that, I'm talking about the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, I don't mean to say Judaism was like that. But they were very set in the ways of what they want. So he was a wisdom minister, sort of. He, he, he presented new ideas, social rights, which in a place where nobody cared about that, and women. Boy, this is a big one. He said women had rights, too. Could you imagine? At time. <laughs> the,
1: not too much parody then? No, huh? no. That's crazy.
0: Not too much parody at all. Uh, now you know, women were the slaves for years. We you know in our own world, they only voted within the last...
1: 96 years, something like that. Yeah,
0: really. Always treated as...
1: That's not that long ago.
0: No, no, no.
1: That's almost within your lifetime that women couldn't vote.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that, that's relatively new. So world conventional wisdom took this strange wisdom teacher and they made out of him what they wanted to make out of him. Hardly anybody ever got it right. Right. And um, so it's always hard. The mystery of Jesus and his impact in the world and what an impact in the world he had allowed for all the new wisdom teachers to come. The Gondes and King and many others came after him in Hebrew and he lit the way for all of them to come. And, um, and the conventional wisdom, which is always how do we keep things just normal. Don't do anything any different. The way it is right now, all all that keep that in place. Well, he he really challenged that. Um, so that's a beginning, introduction of um, of of this wonderful wisdom sage. Um, but today I want you to take with you, I think, one of the most important ones, and about your own life, how compassionate in my, in my own life at a visceral level, a really feeling about the suffering that p- people in my life are going through, that I actually uh, see them or what we see in the news and so on. And to feel it viscerally, feel the sadness, and if there's anything I can do about it.
1: And even even... Even on, uh, unto your own self too, which most people aren't conscious of. Yeah. You know, yeah. to have, actually have compassion for one's own being.
0: Yeah, it's a very good a point. A good
1: place to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, compassion of our own pain and our own our self-preoccupation um, all the time and our worry and our anxieties and all of that. So that Jesus, in the, in the, right in the core issue, right in the middle of the systemic purity system, he plants this seed of compassion. Now, I said the two elements he was most interested in. I'm not going to cover the second one. That's going to take uh, as much time as his first one did. As Jesus, as a spirit person, a person that really valued the spirit nature of us, the second nature. Okay, so I think that does it for our first um, part of it. Are you going to do that next week? Is that going to be next
1: week then, spirit nature? The spirit.
0: So stick around with us, uh, podcasters, as we try to understand this great wisdom teacher and see what we can get out of it. But first, remember, in your own life right now, compassion for the other.
1: Okay, You know, before you ever open up your mouth to say anything to anybody, if you just took that word and, and, Mm. you know, said it to yourself, compassion, you wouldn't fucking talk nearly as much.
0: Yeah. The gossip and all the... All that stuff. Right. So have that word compassion with you. And as Ray said, if it was right with you when you're about to deal with people, um... Would it change anything? So, if you want to work with that, and let us know, callers, they can call in. um, Let us know what you think of that idea of compassion that Jesus put right in the middle, the core issue of the pure of the pure system of the uh, purification system. Okay, see you next week. We'll pick up with Jesus as the Spirit person. Okay, see you next week, folks.
1: Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC
0: or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.